When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right on, right on. We go from the gridiron to the cage. Do a little MMA. The PFL Championship is tonight pay-per-view. Their maiden voyage on pay-per-view, so good times ahead. And joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Ian Parker. He's an MMA analyst for ESPN, uh, co-host of ESPN Best Bets, and he will be in New York, covering the PFL Championship. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. You can visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Ian, my brother, how are you? How happy belated Thanksgiving, and how's life in the big city right now? Happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well. Look, right now we're all getting ready. We're getting prepped for, you know, the biggest central title night in MMA. Uh, what better night to do it on a night where there's no other MMA? So we're excited. Got some great fights. It's going to be a heck of a night. Yeah, man. Six world title fights. That's crazy. That's like Don King old school boxing night. Six belts on the line. And then the main event, it's the ladies. You got Kayla Harrison against Larissa Pacheco. USA, Brazil going at it. Harrison, a big favorite. And they have faced each other before. This is like the trilogy, right? Yeah, this is uh, an odd version of a trilogy. Normally, we get excited for these when it's one apiece. However, this trilogy is a little bit different. You know, Larissa Pacheco was the first person to ever take Kayla Harrison, not once, twice to a decision. And within time, Pacheco has just become a different fighter, once just mainly a black belt Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Now her striking has taken over. She's been knocking people out left and right. You can see the size on her. This is going to be Kayla's toughest test to date. Oh, she's definitely closed the gap. There's no question about that. But Kayla Harrison is just a different animal. She's looked so dominant, PFL or otherwise. Doesn't she just look like one of those unbeatable fighters right now where you're crazy to bet against her? You know, sometimes when you see an athlete, uh, you know, obviously in the PFL, the weight class is a little bit different. They chose to build it around Kayla, and rightfully so. And sometimes people, fans, question the level of competition. But to me, when you have such a supreme athlete like Kayla – it doesn't matter where she'd go. She would just be as dominant, you know. But sometimes, look, everyone loves a good underdog story. And because of the way Pacheco has been performing in the last two seasons, now last season she was supposed to go to the finals as well. However, she missed weight. So she got eliminated and didn't get a chance to fight Kayla then. But this year has done a lot. And I think what it does is it actually builds a more competitive fight, especially for the first pay-per-view for PFL. I think people are going to be sleeping on this because if Kayla can't get this fight to the floor – it's going to be way more competitive than people think. What does Kayla being in the PFL mean? Like, real quick, Ian, because it seems like she's the one. She's the one that could fight in any organization. Other organizations have come after her hard over the last few years. How much is it a feather in the cap of PFL to have Kayla Harrison? You know what? I, I think there's a, a handful of fighters in this organization that would be successful no matter where they went. But to your point, Kayla is just, you know what, I call her the juggernaut because I just haven't really seen an athlete like her, female-wise, who's come in, 
on, I guess, just not a whole ton of experience in MMA and doing what she's doing. You know, she's essentially the face of an organization, which is a huge responsibility. And it just brings a whole different element to the game. So for the PFL to get Kayla in there and do what they're doing, that's a, that's a huge deal. Talking to Ian Parker, who's a co-host of ESPN Best Bets, covering the PFL Championship, uh, making its pay-per-view debut tonight. Now, Ian, uh, when you look at the odds, Larissa's plus 475, so big underdog. Is there any other bets, you know, that maybe how the fight ends, what round it ends, and is there any other underdogs we can keep an eye on on this stacked six-championship card? Well, for the main event, you know, you, you make a good point. She's a big underdog, and Kayla's a huge favorite. So betting-wise, betting Kayla at the minus 700 number, look, it's MMA. They wear these small gloves. Anything can happen, right? We've seen the craziest stuff happen in main events in other organizations in the last six months where people were dominant, and then all of a sudden, the last two minutes, they get knocked out. For me, last year, I took Kayla Harrison when she was fighting Taylor Grudardo at over one and a half rounds. I'm doing the same thing this year. I think that Larissa Pacheco is going to be, like I said, the stiffest test to date for Kayla Harrison. And Kayla said in the press conference, she said that Larissa is a better striker. She may carry more power than me. So I need to get this fight to the floor. Larissa's got great defensive jujitsu. She can stand back up. So if you're going to play something, for me, it's over one and a half. The odds are not too heavy. The juice is not bad. I would go there if you want to be a little greedy because it's going to be the main event. Hopefully you're up a ton of money at that point, even over two and a half at plus odds. Well, speaking of a ton of money, whoever wins this one gets the belt and gets the cool million bucks. Ian, is that your favorite part about the, I guess, format differences between PFL and other fighting organizations? Because something about it, it's obviously, um, it's it feels a little bit ahead of the time, right? Like UFC has always been a little bit stuck in the mud, the playoff format, the million dollars. What is the biggest difference that you appreciate the most between PFL and other fighting organizations? Well, you know, the million-dollar prize is, is awesome. And, and plus, just to make sure that people don't understand this, they also get paid per fight. So this is just an extra incentive to go out there and show that you're the best in this organization. It also gets you on a platform like ESPN, ESPN+, Plus, which is seen by everyone. For me, I love that it's a seasonal format. I love that you could come in here, you fight, even if you don't win. Next year, if you come back, you have a clean slate. A lot of these guys in other organizations, men and women, they lose a couple in a row. The confidence goes down. They're like, oh, if I don't win the next one, I'm out. Then what do I do with my life? Am I going to keep doing MMA? The PFL gives you an opportunity to change it. You know, it gives you an opportunity for a fresh start. And just because you lose, it doesn't mean you're out. I mean, look at Matthias Scheffel. If he was in a different organization after getting knocked out by Ante D'Elia, he might have gotten released, may have gotten cut, may have given a lesser fight on an undercard. Now he's fighting for a million dollars, and he gets a chance to avenge that loss against Ante D'Elia. That's what makes the PFL so special. I, I would dare to say this is Jake Paul approved, uh, <laughs> the kind of money these guys have a potential uh, of making. Ian, any other, you know, l- let's go down the rest of the card. Any other, like, bets you're looking at, you're focusing in on, underdogs that we need to keep an eye on? I mean, six championship fights, it's going to be wild. Yeah, you know what? I'll give you a little taste of the whole main card. How about that? We'll go with the co-main event. You know, I think this line should be a lot tighter than it is. Brendan Lockney and Bubba Jenkins, excellent fight. Striker versus wrestler. But the difference here, though, is that Lockney's not really had a great season. However, his last fight against Chris Wade, he finally showed up. The Lockney that we all know and love and expect out of him. But Bubba Jenkins, the thing with him, his wrestling is so dominant. His cardio looks great, but his hands have really caught up. That's what makes him dangerous. So I kind of like him here as an underdog. 
Uh, moving on to the next one, I like Andre D'Elia over Matthias Scheffel. It's not necessarily going to be a first-round knockout, but Andre D'Elia is just very good everywhere. So well-rounded. Been here before, went five rounds last season with Bruno Capaloza. So, really into that. Where else do we go? Julia Bunn, Aspen Ladd, not a title fight. However, Aspen Ladd, coming from the UFC, missed a bunch of fights because missing weight. She's getting the opportunity now to fight at a higher weight class. However, she's a two-to-one favorite. I don't really get that. She's fighting someone in Julia Budd where if the fight stays standing, Budd will absolutely dominate. I like Julia Budd as the underdog there. Rob Wilkinson over Amari Akhmedov. I like OAM over Steve Steve Ray. I'm trying to think if I'm missing one. I think I just hit all of them. Oh, and Sadabusi over Delano Taylor. If Delano can't get this fight to the floor, which people have been having trouble with, I think Sadabusi wins. Essentially, it's going to be a kickboxing match, and I lean towards the veteran on that one. Yeah, you hit them all, Ian, on the main card. Good stuff, good numbers there. I tend to disagree a little bit with Aspen Ladd. I think that her entire problem in the UFC was obviously not being able to make weight, and then it got between her ears once she stepped into the cage. I actually like to bet her, even as a heavy favorite tonight. But there were a couple of other fighters on the prelims, man, like guys that everybody's heard of. We got Marlon Marias going tonight, right? You got Jeremy Stevens going tonight. This has to be the most stacked card the PFL's ever had. You know, there's a lot of good fights. You even got Magomed, Magomed Karamov going against Kleisen Tebow early on, Dakota Gacheva, who's a really good prospect to look out for. They did a really good job. Look, for the pay-per-view, you got to go all out. you got to put your best foot forward. It's a shame that Shane Burgos got injured. That would have been a really fun fight. Uh, in the Natan Schultz, Jeremy Stevens fight, I think Schultz will get a decision. I think that fight goes to distance. And look, Marlon Marais, you know, when he retired, I was happy for him. He lives near me. I know him well. A lot of knockouts on the wrong side of them recently, you know? I don't know what – he didn't stay out too long, so I guess that was his way of just trying to get out of a UFC contract, I guess. But he's fighting someone in, in Shame on Marias, who I think is a younger, better version of him. And I think this is a tough fight for him to come back to. You know, if it was a bigger name, I know the Burgos fight was what was being given to him. A fight I don't think goes a distance. I think someone's going to sleep. Nice. We always love to see the big knockouts. That That's the sexy part. It's the PFL Championship on ESPN pay-per-view tonight. Six world title fights. Talking to Ian Parker, who covers the PFL Championship, also for ESPN Best Bets. Listen, some other organizations around uh, the world of MMA. Uh, UFC 282, huge injury news, and all hell has broken out over that December 10th card. Oh, listen, you know what? <sighs> I will say I'm going to be there for UFC 282, um, and that was the fight I was looking forward towards. But you know what? Here's the thing. The backup situation for it, not bad. Jan Blachowicz versus Magomed Ankalaev is still a very good fight. Uh, was I expecting it to be a title fight? No, but, hey, sometimes you got to roll with the punches, and that's where they're going with it. It's like a it's – like if you really love the fight game – this card's still pretty good, right? Like, you got Thug Nasty, yeah. Bryce Mitchell's on there against Ilya Tapora, fan favorite Robbie Lawler fights Santanago Ponzinibbio, and then Patty Pimblett. Ian, did you see that Patty is talking about needing to drop 50 pounds before December 10th? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I saw Patty out in Phoenix, you know, after his last fight, and listen, the guy puts on weight really quick. He eats like an absolute animal. <laughs> Everything you're seeing is true. He does not give... I'm not going to curse on the show. I don't think we're allowed to, but he, he just doesn't care. Um, his whole thing, he's been doing this for a long time. I don't think I've seen a fighter. You know, we've seen other fighters get big, like muscular and thick. He just gets hefty in the cheeks. He just looks like he just carries two softballs in his cheeks in between this. And, you know, this is an interesting fight for Patty. I got to be honest with you. I think people, um, 
this is not the Sean O'Malley treatment. He is getting an opponent, Jared Gordon, that style-wise, I think sucks for Patty. You know, you got a guy in Gordon who's been around a while, good wrestler, good cardio, who will sit on top of you and grind. So if Patty can't knock him out, don't be surprised if Jared out-wrestles him for three rounds. And I don't know if that's a great loss for someone with Patty Pullman's potential star power. Do you think that Patty can do what O'Malley has done only because you brought up the name Sugar Sean? It feels like O'Malley got a little bit of a slow roll, and then all of a sudden he was fighting dudes, and now his next fight's in all likelihood going to be for the belt. Do you think that's essentially the same trajectory that Patty could be on? You know, it, it, it really depends. I think there's certain fighters. I think there's very few fighters that get that rocket to the moon situation. Hamza Chimaev, I mean, look, Pajera against Israel Adesanya, we saw that was just because of the rivalry and lack of depth in the division. I don't know if Patty is going to, look, if Patty goes in there and completely starches Jared Gordon, he's going to have to get a top 10 guy and probably throw him on the card that will be either March or April in London because that's what makes complete sense, right? You know, I think they were hoping that Molly was going to do the same thing and look what happened. They put her against a really bad matchup. So this could happen there. You know, with Sean O'Malley, I think Sean is just a lot smarter than people think. He's like, I'm not going to go fight these people. I don't need to be rushed if I'm not getting paid for it. You know, I think Patty is kind of using that same situation here. But I also think Sean is better than Patty, you know, different way. I think skill-wise, I think the way he fights is just different. We've seen Patty fight rushing in with his chin up. And I know the whole thing, Scousers don't get knocked out, and I love Patty to death, but that doesn't work forever. It's also not a real thing. I also don't want to get beat up by these scousers. But it's the, you know, it's for Paddy Pimblett, he has to take this fight seriously. And trajectory-wise, it just depends how he wins, if he wins. I was going to say, Darren, Darren Till's on line one for that whole scousers don't get knocked out thing. I mean, I'm, just, I'm not saying, I'm just saying oh, sometimes. Throw him on the line. I love Darren. You can throw him on the line. We can chat. <laughs> so, so I'm just saying, sometimes it happens. So, uh, to the best of them. Hey, before you get out of here, uh, John Jones always in the news. Uh, Dana comes out and says that he will be back in 2023. How much do you think the promotion needs him, not just to come back, but to look like the old goat John Jones and get that belt wrapped around his waist? Oh, you know what? It depends on what John Jones we're going to get because if he goes in there whether it's Francis, whether it's Curtis Blades, and he wins, and then two days later we hear about him in the news for the wrong reason, it's not what they need. You know, they don't need champions getting in legal trouble anymore, whether it's him or Connor, whatever it is. I think the UFC is a marketing machine. I think they have the ability to create their own stars and do what they need to do. Um, I think for the heavyweight division to get a little bit of a fresh start, almost if you want to call it, so we're not recycling the same people, I think Jones, though, in that division would be important because we really don't know how much longer Francis is out. You know, we saw a video of him kicking the other day, which is great, but that doesn't mean he's fighting in March. You know, and I think to the non-hardcore fan, people still might not know who Curtis Blades is, which is a shame, very talented fighter. But to your point, they could definitely use John Jones in the heavyweight division. It would not be a bad thing as long as he is watched and doesn't do anything stupid. I, I will say this, uh, Ian, before we let you go, having a weigh-in, uh, we, we have a fight the day after Thanksgiving with uh, the PFL Championship happening tonight in New York on ESPN Pay-Per-View. Having a weigh-in on Thanksgiving, I can only imagine the, the, the amount of food that was demolished <laughs> last night. So, Ian, listen, appreciate you hanging out. Enjoy the fights tonight, my brother. I appreciate that, guys. It's been great. Have a great time. I hope you guys enjoy. 
All right, that was Ian Parker from ESPN Best Bets covering the PFL Championship. Um, on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line, the Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. You can visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. More still ahead here on BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Thanksgiving is gone, but traditions stay. Three that we want to stay and three that got to go. Next, with the machine, I'm J-Rod.